Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I am super excited to be working with the lovely Sam Pert, psychic medium. And, and Sam has interviewed me on his page and now we're doing swapsies and yeah. uh, he's come on here for the podcast. So hi, Sam, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. It's great to have you. I'm really excited about this. So just start off by introducing yourself to everybody and telling everyone a little bit about what you do. Okay, yeah, so welcome everybody. My name's Sam Pert, Psychic Medium. I actually, people want to know how I work with spirit. I actually use all the colours. I don't rule any of them out because spirit's certainly good. So I never rule all, any of them out. And um, I work from the heart with an intention of love and healing. And I first came into it about 16 years ago. Um, my journey actually started when I went on the ghost investigation 
And um, I basically saw spirits around and the mediumship that night said, you should think about becoming a medium. And um, and then, yeah, that, that was my opening to it all, really. I started to sit in circles and develop it. And then that brings me to here. There's, I had a bit of a veer off, but we'll go into that, I'm sure. <laughs> journeys, but um, I've had an interesting spiritual journey so far, you know, so. Amazing, amazing. So let's start at the beginning. There's so many questions already that I want to ask you, but the first one, ghost hunts. Do you still do them? Tell us about those. How do they work? I do do paranormal. I actually call them paranormal investigations because um, that's more what it is, rather than hunting them. Um, but um, so, um, but the general public know it as ghost hunts, actually, interestingly, but actually paranormal investigations. And so, yeah, I do still do it. I'm a member of Paranormal Research York as the team's medium, as one of the mediums, and also um, paranormal, and also one entity paranormal. But I still do them because basically I'm a bit of a history fan and I do love old buildings and old places. And basically paranormal investigations to me, rather than it being like going out there into the scary dark and, and capturing these spirits, it's actually just going to chat to these spirits that, were part, these buildings were part of their life, you know, and speaking to the workers that were there, speaking to the people that lived there, and really finding the stories through the spirit of these different places. So that's what it's more about for me. You know? Amazing. So yeah. you go there to have your mediumistic connection and, and speak to them and talk to them and share that information. And I assume there's people there with loads of tech. That always is, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't have anything against that. I, I always think that the job of an investigation is to connect to that building so the medium connects and, and works with the spirit and then everyone who isn't sensitive can have that equipment. And when I say, like, there's a spirit over there, they can put the equipment over there and things go off and things like that. So it's, I see it as complimenting. I have no problem with all that equipment, but I know some people find it a bit weird, but... Oh, do I? Oh, I just get bored with the tech, to be honest, because obviously I'm already, if you like, two steps ahead of the tech because I'm not only sensing where the spirit is, but they're telling me why they're there. So, you know, that's the thing that's really important often. The, the, you've got to find investigating spirit is more about just finding that the spirit is there. It's finding out the message. Why is it, are they coming forward? Because every spirit has a message that comes forward. And that's the most important thing that's often forgotten about in investigations. They make the lights flash, but that's not the spirit's message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not here going, oh, you know what I fancy doing right now? Woo! <laughs> yeah, that makes complete sense. And I know that you and I spoke about this before, that we're yeah. very aligned with, you know, doing yeah. this kind of work, but doing it for the right reasons and the right yeah. way. And, you know, people are not meant to be kept in a zoo to do activities for us all. No. But, you know, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. And I suppose, really, I, I, you know, in one of my courses, I say to everybody, go for a walk in a place that you know is old and ask yeah. the spirits of that land to come forward and talk to you. I've had great experiences yeah. with spirit yeah. gardeners. I had a gardener that took me around the land on a stately home that he used to look after and yeah. talk to me about. So is it a similar thing to that? Just tell me Come your story. It's completely that, yeah, because, I mean, there's a mis that's another misinterpretation of that, the fact it has to be done at night, you know. There's spirit around all the time, you know. So, like, me me and Francesca, my husband, we absolutely love to go to old buildings and, and hotels and stuff. And we just tune into spirit and just see who's there and have a chat, you know. 
Yeah. No more than that. It's nothing big and scary. It's just I go and have a chat, you know. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because people have two minds about this. On one hand, they want to hear from their lovely nan. On yeah. the other hand, they're like spirit of spooky. And it's the same it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. oh, I love it. So, oh, tell us something amazing that's happened on a ghost hunt. Have you got any amazing stories? Share one with us. I have a few interesting amazing stories, actually, on the times I've been doing it. I have seen, there's, there was a one time in, in RAF Hampton, it was. Um, actually, no, sorry, Armley Mills was, is a very memorable place. I remember that investigation. We had footsteps walking the length of the room full full volume and everything. Then there was Nottingley Town Hall that we actually did some table tipping. Me and a friend, there was only two of us on this table and it, we had our fingers on it. It was lifting like this and moving the length of the hall. And then there was me and Francesca at the Grand Opera House in York. Um, we went into the actual main auditorium, just me and him, and we went onto the balcony just admired the building because that's I think that's part of the reason why we got such a response because we admired the building that we're in and the spirits responded to that and so we were going like oh wow look at the beautiful decoration and then Francesca said can you sense any spirits anywhere I said yes over there so we went there as we opened the door um, when we listened back to the video we heard some singing going of, of an old song that would have been sung in the theatre and then when we got onto the balcony Francesco said again, can you sense any spirit anywhere? And I said, just over there. At which point we heard some footsteps on the balcony. And then there was a massive door slam exactly where I'd pointed to. It was incredible. Yeah. Do you not get spooked? I just went, oh my God. Really interesting you said about spooked, because this could be misinterpreted too. And yes, I do get spooked. And I, I actually really love it. It makes me laugh a little bit when I've got spooked. But I think it's under, I was actually talking to Francisco about this the other day, about what is it that, what is being spooked? Because lots of people interpret it as it's something very dark and evil because it, it makes you feel so frightened. But in fact, it's not. It's just like a dominant spirit that wants you out of their space. And so what they do is they go, I'm here and I want you to go, please. This is my place, go. And so you feel spooked. You're like, I think I need to get out of here. So consequently, that's what really for me is being spooked about. It's not like a demon or dark energy. It's just a man that, or, uh, or any person who, who just goes, can you get out of my place, please? You do. And yeah. consequently gives you this feeling, this electric, almost static feeling and all your hair stand up and you go, oh, okay, I think I should move now. And then I usually talk funny and I usually talk out loud when I get spooked and then start running. Um, and it makes me laugh as well. Simultaneously. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, that's basically the energy I try and send to my husband in the morning before I've had a coffee, but he doesn't pick up on it. He doesn't get spooked. Just leave, oh. get out of my space. Leave <laughs> my alone. Um, but I completely agree. And also, of course, we get spooked just because of our imaginations. You know, I've watched a lot of Walking Dead and I, that has damaged me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared of ghosts, but I am really afraid of zombies when I let the dog yeah. out at night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that is of your mind creating that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, completely. So, yeah, so when you hear, like, footsteps, I mean, because I love it, but I know that I would also be silly 
You know what I mean? And I, I know there's nothing to be afraid of. The spirit world do yeah. not harm. I know there's nothing. But I also know that I would go, no, <laughs> I'd be ridiculous. Maybe we should meet up sometime and you could be, this yeah. is the most scared medium who's not scared of spirits, but is yeah. scared of literally just funny noises. So yeah. you've told us you've been working with the spirit world for 16 years. That's yeah. a huge amount of time. So um, you got drawn into it from your ghost hunt. And then yeah. when... Yeah, I know you mentioned some of your development, but then tell us your journey because you said you went right. off for a bit. So. Yes, yeah, so what happened with my journey was, um, and I think it's important for people to understand this that everyone has when they start because people do have like an opening often that starts their journey, and in their mind they have a romantic idea of an ever lifting development going up and up and up like this. But let's just get real for a minute because it would be lovely if it was like that. But in reality, it goes up and down and, and it stops and it goes on, to, you know, it goes, you know. Um, but what happened for me was that almost the first bit of my journey was too fast for me. Like, I think I've always had these abilities, you see. I've always, I always never fitted in completely, been a bit different. And, and what happened was it, it was like opening of the floodgates and suddenly I was like able to do these things. And it was also so fast and also dealing with the personal responsibility at the same time as that was like a lot all of a sudden it was like whoa whoa what am i doing what am i doing and then i actually got to a point where i was doing all the mind body spirit fairs and everything like that but then it that led me into an area where i was then pressured into having to earn my stamp money and stuff like that and it all felt a bit too much and then it felt like it was going to the wrong balance at which point i kind of had found buddhism and i actually went off into that into buddhism and started to like shut the door on the mediumship temporarily really and really develop my mind for about six years it was i think something like that um going on retreats um, saying the Buddhist prayers and everything. Um, and like when I say going on retreats, not we just weekend retreats, not just day retreats. Uh, I even finished, I did a, a one month silent. Well, it wasn't, a, it was silent every morning until 12 o'clock. Um, and that was for a month. We did a counting retreat and I counted 120,000 mantras. And that was a Vajragini um, tantric retreat that was. Um, and very, very um, incredible, actually. It really made me see the true power of my mind and also true, really, there's a lot of transformation involved in a lot of Buddhism where you transform one thing into another, so a negative into a positive. Um, so, for example, someone shouting at you, instead of shouting at them back and creating a negative negative, someone shouting at you is actually a cause or compassion and love, because that make they become the, the focus of compassion and love, which means you go focus that negative to a positive. Mm -hmm. A lot of Buddhism is about that too, right down to even transforming our body into an enlightened being, essentially. So we get rid of our of our body of suffering, and um, because in in reality. Um, this is called, Buddhists refer to this life that we experience as samsara, which is a cycle of suffering. So people talk about hell and all this, but in reality, we're already there. 
So that would surprise me. You know, there's a lot of Buddhism has been able to step out of that, and it's about liberation essentially, but not just for you, in terms of liberate to liberate your mind, so you can then take all others out of suffering. Wow. Okay. Now people say, well, how is that possible? How is that possible? Because there's only you, and there's all these millions of people. But it's possible because it's all experienced on just my continuum. So, so I'm experiencing everyone, even people in chat and you. It's all experienced purely on just my continuum, just like I'm experienced just on yours. Yes. So if you liberate your, that mental con continuum is called, and bring everyone into the light, essentially you are taking everyone out of suffering. It's pretty powerful, profound, exciting stuff. Amazing. You yeah. know, and I've, I've worked with some people that have done a lot of Buddhism, and I think there is always that crossover in spiritual teachings as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, and it's not always possible. Those people who've listened to my podcast will know I'm very honest. Sometimes yeah. I can be leery. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I do think it does make you think a little bit more about your reactions and what you're bringing and what you're, yeah. the filter you're seeing through. So yeah. that's, that's fascinating. So you had that decoff into Buddhism. And a yeah. huge, amazing, epic journey there. And then come back. Then I found my beautiful husband. Now, this links directly to self-acceptance, which is another really, really important thing on everyone's spiritual journey that is often left at the side, possibly because people can't have the courage to look at it a little bit too. And, and so that self-acceptance is really the key, actually, to everything, actually. Because particularly if you want to become a medium, you have to be able to let go of yourself. And strangely, you can only let go of yourself if you've fully accepted yourself. And so what I did is I, I marched on a pride in Hull and I waved the flag and I thought, why am I hiding away? There's nothing, why am I out there? I should be getting out there more. And that coincided with a tour with a, a band that I was playing with, that they were singing a song about a person that should, that one one, there were two people and one of them committed suicide because his family didn't accept him. And so I spent a whole tour with them and met his partner and everything like that. Ended up walking on the Pride in London. And by that point, I'd, I'd got out there and met my husband and Francesco. And that self-acceptance had really been a big part of it. And then naturally, it just opened up really naturally with Francesco. And the door just opened and then... I joined the paranormal company in York again, having not been part of a paranormal team for about seven years or something. There was that gap in the middle, you know. Mm -hmm. So that I thought, well, I know I'll join this. I'll join a paranormal group, get on a few ghost investigations, bring out my mediumship again, and then I might open a page, you know, in like eight months or something like that. Lockdown arrived, so I just opened my page anyway because I thought I just need to do it. So I did. So Amazing. Within, within a week of lockdown, I was doing live readings online and I just did it. I didn't, no one said I shouldn't. It was almost like spirit told me to though. It was like, I really got the sense of spirit going, just do it. Just, just do it. You'll be fine. Just do it. Amazing. I had no idea how it would go. I had no idea because I previously did everything had been done face to face. I'd sat in circles. I've done nothing online. Um, and, this, and this was after the gap as well. But like the gap happened and then it was like this lockdown happened and I thought, well, I'll just I'll just open it. 
And here we are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, for so many of us, I mean, I had worked online, but it had been an unmitigated disaster prior to lockdown. So I think we all had to learn. And I think it helped people to accept to be able to receive readings that way because there was no other choice. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Francesco, is he a believer? Was he always a believer? Was he a believer before you met? Like Francesco was... was he was a bit sceptical, but also a bit of a believer. He kind of wanted evidence of it, you know. And so um, and so that kind of naturally... But the beautiful thing was, was unfortunately, not being able to meet Francesco's mum and dad because they passed away already. Oh, but when we went over to Sicily for the engagement, I went to visit them um, in the cemetery. And and that was where I got this real energy connection with the, the spiritual connection. Um, and so that's when I sensed his mum around me when we were back here. I knew it was really her because I'd, I'd gone to visit her there, you know. Um, and that's right, we even had an engagement photo taken of us over in Sicily. Now in Sicily it's traditional. Whenever you have an engagement or a wedding, um, the, the bride and groom or groom and groom in our case stand <laughs> inside and then the guest stands in the middle. So we had a picture taken before that night and there was an orb directly in the middle of us at the beginning of that night and that was his mum, you know, getting her picture. Of course yeah. it was. And that's the tradition of Sicily for people to stand in between you as well. And this orb is directly in between us. I know? love it. So, wow. so we down the line and I sensed his mum around us and I said, oh, I think I kind of, I sense your, your mum around. And you go, okay, okay. And, and then Francesco was already, we were already looking into a bit of meaning to that point, and he said, um, and what, what were you said, babe? I said, it's all very well, you sense my mum. That's right. If you, how do I know? It's how do you know it's my mum? How do you know it's my mum? Yeah. This is don't forget, at this point, I hadn't opened my page, I don't think, at this point. It was just early on. It was in this, like, there was a little period of loads of spiritual stuff going on. It was like the basically the call from spirit to do it. So he said, so yeah, what, how do I know it's my mum? So, um, so we turn the light off and then 30 seconds later or a minute later, I go, okay, babe, I'm, I'm getting this, I'm getting this metal keying sort of thing. And I'm seeing these, these like lines like this. And at which point, Francesco leaped out of bed and he got this key ring and he said, actually, this key ring is the only thing I've got on my mum's and it's, it's a braided leather um, little key ring. And again, that was just, I took that as a massive message from Spirit to saying, you need to be doing this. You know, you're getting the information you're getting is, is right. It's bringing lots and lots of healing. And that yeah. was a big thing to making him a believer because Francesco realised then that I wasn't messing around. It was like, it was, I was really, you know, I mean, he didn't think I was messing around with it. And that's no. I mean, to actually experience, because that's what a lot of it is about, having that personal experience. Of course. what it's all about at the end of the day, you know. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I was saying this the other day to one of my groups I was I was teaching, you know, I think actually 90% of people, and that is a figure I've just made up, just yeah. to be clear, but 90% of people get, come to mediumship, come to spiritual development because they've experienced a loss. Yeah. I think yeah. that is, and that just, that that quest for more and the comfort and the love mm. and the surely they this can't be This is a key ring that I got. 
Amazing. And I don't, it was one of those messages where you really don't know what it means. But you just, this is where the trick is. It's so important to just give what you get, you know. And I was just giving what I got. And it described that keyring perfectly, you know. That keyring, my mum had it with her for 25 years. Yes, yeah, so his, his mum had that keyring for 25 years. And that was the only thing of his mum that he had. Which oh, is incredible, like, out of everything that came forward, like, that's the thing, you know, so. And how lovely for Francesco as well to yeah. just know, know that, you know, his mum is around and that she's bringing you both that love. So yeah. that's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'm supposed to be interviewing you. I can't just go off on your stories. I always do this, like, oh, and then I think, oh, hang on, it's me. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Sam, um, is yeah. a, a new question for this podcast, but it's something that's really fascinating me as I'm doing more work with philosophy, and I know you yeah. are too. Yeah. Tell me what you think happens when we die. What do you think the setup is? What do you think the journey is for the soul as it leaves the physical? This is a really interesting. This, this is a really interesting question, and one that I've been thinking about a lot, and and almost it's one I've been having a bit of realizations with as well. Actually, genuine like I'm kind of feeling not. I'm never a master of this, and I will never be a master of it. But I think we're going to gain more understanding of it. Um, but what I believe is when we pass the we lose our physical body and the best description for it is that we go into the light. So when I say we go into the light, we become of the light as well as being the light. So what this means is, is that we, because this I think is a very important thing that I'm still not sure whether all mediums realize it, but spirit can be in multiple places all at once. Just the fact that they show themselves in a particular place, does not mean they are grounded. It does not mean they are, they, they, they are, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They're trapped in any way that, that they can't go into the light, the, the, they can't go home. Because the true reality of the situation is that they be, when we go into spirit, we become it's like energy is the best way of describing it. This is all from my experience of it. And the very nature of energy is that it cannot be contained. It can't be, it can't be trapped. Because how can something be trapped if it is the very nature of all? You know, if it's the very nature of all, then it's impossible for it to be trapped. And so the same, with the same logic, it also makes attachments completely impossible. Because to have an attachment depends on a spirit being trapped to a particular person, therefore becoming attached. But it's a spirit. So you tell me how a spirit that's non-physical, bound by no physical boundaries, can become attached to you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You, and the true reality isn't. Now, you might have a spirit around you, but that spirit is also in heaven too. And that spirit is also around other people too. But it's not attached to you. And it's not stuck to you, you know? Agreed. You know? Now, on the same breath, because the, the, the beautiful thing with this like theory, if you like, that I've realized recently is that it, it answers like three big things about people's worries almost with all of this as well. And that's the dark side, because the dark side doesn't exist either, because everything is merely one, okay? So again, like it's impossible to create a shadow with one object, you know? It depends on a light shining on that object to create a shadow. It's the same thing with this. With it being an energy, there is no light or dark. Now people go, well, yeah, but what about all these like, dark entities that I see. And it's like, that is, what's happened there is you believe that you want to see dark entities. So what's happened is you've seen them, but that's you, not spirit. That's you creating that, you know? Um, and what it means is that it throws, I mean, in a very, in a really interesting way here, it means that if the terms demons and even the terms angels actually become irrelevant in a strange way because they are purely just one energy. And I think if people start to really think about, contemplate what I've said, and really start to have that realisation, they'll know there's absolutely nothing to worry about. So all their fears, all of their anxieties, all of their, their worries about these dark things and all this will just vanish overnight, you know? Completely. I mean, you know that me and you are in complete alignment about this. Yeah. And um, yeah. people who have listened to my podcast will know I've actually got one titled Fear, funnily enough, Sam, right. which yeah. addresses addresses that because I do completely agree. I think, yeah. you know, we feel energy. And of course, that there's sometimes negative energy left in spaces mm. from experiences and from emotions. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's part of the spirit world. It's just an energy. Mm. So when so say, for example, I'm over here, I'm a soul and um, I move, I'm dying and I move out of my physical body and into the spirit world. What is your take on what happens to that soul from that moment on? So from that moment on, that, that soul become, still is a consciousness. That's what we have to remember. That soul is a consciousness. So that soul can move wherever it wishes. And again, again, we need to actually... You need to rub out the word soul, singular, because in actual fact, it just isn't just one. It, even though it's, it's many, even that's a physical thing. We have to just, I don't know what the word we need to call it is, but it's something that is, that is both singular and plural and also non-physical in any sense of the word. It's really hard to, to it's, this is the beauty of it because you cannot, put it into words and that is actually the truth of it it's a feeling it's because all mediums know about that 
when we're when we're connecting to spirit, we're connecting to the heart of that spirit, the love of that spirit, the feeling of that spirit, and then that from that builds the connection, and then we also start to talk to them, hear them, smell, taste, and all this, you know. Amazing, fantastic. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a viewer question now. Yeah. Uh, I hope Valerie's still here. She, uh, both of my parents have passed. When they are in my dreams, I never hear their voice, but I feel their presence and see them in the dream. Why don't I ever hear their voices? That's a really interesting question, guys. Mm -hmm. I think I think the the thing here is the word feel. Interestingly enough, that I was just talking about, um, I think it's to do with they want to just give you that connection as fast as they can, and developing the hearing is a. I don't know. For me, it's just all about they simply want to connect to you and show you they're there, and I think that's what this is about. I think what what your parents have realised is in some ways words are meaningless because it's all about feeling it's because in reality words are energy and feeling is energy so they're one and the same thing so you're actually your parents are talking to you they're just not using words that we think of as communication so they're still talking to you um but through a more direct route actually you know I, I agree. I mean, I think I remember when I first did a meditation and for the first time since my grandfather had passed, I felt his presence with me. And we were on this bench looking out to sea. Yeah. And I just did this whole monologue of questions at him. I mean, if he could have spoken to me, he, yeah. he wouldn't have had a chance to answer them all, which was, you know, have you seen, because I'd had cousins born, which were his grandchildren since he'd passed. We'd had, um, I'd met my husband, you know, mm. have you seen this? Have you seen that? Are you proud of me? Do you, da, 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 da. And, mm. and he just kept going, putting his finger on his lips and then pointing out at the boat on the sea. And he mm. just kept doing that. And once I finally stopped yabbing at him and just surrendered to the feeling of him, yeah. then I could smell him and I could feel the coat that he was wearing that he always wore. And he put his arm around me and I just sat in his love. Mm. And that to me actually gave me more than answering yeah. those questions. Yeah. So I know that it's really hard, Valerie. Also, I mean, for me, Claire audience, you know, we talk about that a lot, but the actual hearing a voice separate to your head is, is very rare for me. I don't mm. know about you, Sam. I hear it's generally quite rare for most mediums. Yeah. I do, and, what happens, I do occasionally have them speak things through, but they're not, it doesn't sound like they're in the room, but they are speaking to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, so when they speak to me, Valerie, they speak to me in my own voice, in my own yeah. head. It's not like a separate, it's not like when my husband speaks to me, because they're not in the physical world anymore. Mm -hmm. And so they've they've kind of, for one of them, they've moved past language. Language is yeah. human. They're yeah. in spirit. Yeah. So I hope that helped. We've got another question here from Sean. And Sean wants to know, do you believe in reincarnation? I know some people specialise in past life regressions. It's interesting as well. I, I kind of do believe that, that it is. I think we have to believe that we, there's, we, we just shouldn't put, like, I don't believe if, if everything is an energy, so everything is a flow. So there is no 
one true answer to everything. So I believe some spirits may well go into reincarnation, but that doesn't mean they all do. But in reality, they never die because they're, they're at this continuous energy. And so that doesn't mean the ones that don't reincarnate aren't alive because they still are. So I think that's where you get, do. that's how you do get some stories of reincarnation and things. But I don't believe that some, I know that the Buddhists have written out like what happens in reincarnation in terms of its time scale and all this. But I find that really odd because a time scale is a physical thing that doesn't exist in that, that world. So I just find, again, this is where I kind of, I fit into many boxes as a medium. I'm not just spiritualist, I'm not just Buddhist. I'm kind of one of many things, you know. Um, so that's my kind of take on reincarnation. I'm sorry I've not been able to fully answer it, but I, I don't believe there's a completely true singular answer, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, for for the one thing that I will say, Sean, is that I know that time is a human construct. Time doesn't exist in the spirit world. So therefore, if time doesn't exist in the spirit world, there's no such thing as past lives because yeah. all lives are being lived at once. Mm -hmm. And so very much like Sam was saying about how spirits can be in many places at once, that singular soul, as we think of it, actually has many facets mm -hmm. and, and can have many incarnations simultaneously. Yeah. because there is no time and then I start to think about it too much Sean and then a little bit of my brain falls out of my nose and then I go I can't I can't what so I just don't think I'm quite uh intelligent enough to fully grasp that but I try but you know what in a beautiful way it just made me think there so because actually in reality that means that we all actually have to perhaps right now we are in a point of reincarnation having lived because Buddhists believe that all, all living beings are our mothers and have been, have been our mothers in past lives and stuff. But also that means that also simultaneously may we actually probably have an energy body out there. Yeah, that's what I believe. I think we have we have yeah. our soul. We are singular as we think we are. Yeah, no, we're not. No. Honestly, I shouldn't have started this philosophy qualification because yeah. I just keep going and then blowing my own mind a bit so it's yeah you're right and that's what uh, you know sam and i are both very honest this is why i like working yeah. with sam because we will say we don't know everything yeah. and we might change our minds in the future that's the yeah. other thing we're on a journey yeah. where we can only give you the opinions we have in this moment yeah. and next time we speak we could have learned something different because that's yeah. how it goes yeah. so Anne fraser's got a question for you Hi there. If someone hasn't finished with this life and cannot cross over, can this happen? I believe that healthy about people not being able to cross over just is impossible. Um, the very nature of being an energy, um, everyone can cross over. Everyone is in, in that light. Um, actually, we are all of that light, don't forget, you know. So I always say to a lot of my viewers, often a lot of the time, people that really don't view themselves as as nice, lovely beings that they are, what is it at the essence of you? And at the essence of you is the energy being of love, light, and inspiration. You know, no different than the spirit, you know. So in actual fact, you're already, in actual fact, you're already at a state of, of crossing to spirit. 
you might not be actually in spirit, but that makes the whole thing of not being able to cross over impossible. Agree. I also, I mean, a lot of mediums refer to it, Anne, as going home. So Mm. I think that the, the idea that we wouldn't want to is kind of in the church and the fear of judgment day and all of that kind of thing. But it is, I know that whenever I speak to spirit and they show me their passing, it's always just so gentle, even in the most horrendous circumstances, it is always just a move and a breath and they're there. And, you know, the spirit world is all around us. That's the other thing. I know we mentioned that earlier. They're not really going, 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 going. I, you know, I do think there's somewhere that we can all go, but most of them stay around here because if you've got loved ones, you just move over. So I hope that helps, Anne. And Isabel wants to know, so a soul is immortal. Well, a soul, well, well, let me put it like this. Before you were born, where, where, did you come from and when you pass where will you go and my answer to that isabel is yes yes absolutely and sean just wants a little bit of clarification from us so he said it's an interesting perspective i thought reincarnation is about having lessons to learn in order to transcend to a further level of development now my take on this is that for there to be a level, it has to be a physical thing, you know? And and I I actually, in working with spirit more and more, I actually am believing less and less in these levels thing. We are no different than angels. Angels are of our creation, don't forget. And we are able to, and it's very beautiful energy to bring around you. And it's a lovely divine feeling of an energy. But that's us imputing that on an energy though. When I, when I say imputing, that means putting a name on something, you know. But that energy can just simply be around us without any name at all. So um, I don't believe that that there's a whole less like levels thing. I believe we literally do go into the light in that sense, and and we're liberated in that sense. I think perhaps though, because this what we experience is like hell on earth, if you know what I mean. Um, we can learn, we can take this opportunity in life um, to liberate ourselves from great suffering and learn immense lessons while we have the opportunity to here. Um, I would say, yeah. That's- yeah, I agree. I mean, yes, it, it's, it's kind of weird, Sean. And yeah. like I said, I can't quite, I go, yeah, yeah, I've got it. And then, no, I haven't. But... It is about developing. We come here to mm. develop. That's the purpose yeah. of life is that the soul, yeah. and, and like Sam says, the soul endures. The soul, you know, we have these experiences. Life is tough. It's supposed to be tough because mm. that's how our soul learns. So there is that sense of learning and developing. Um, but at the same time, I know, brain brain explosion. <laughs> we, it is all happening at the same time. There is no time in the spirit world. There is only now. And so we are having lots of experiences to help our development simultaneously, but our soul is also in spirit simultaneously. And that's as far as I can get with it. I could draw a picture of it, but I don't know what it really all means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, in some ways, for that question, you have to know what level you're at so you can know you're developing. And in reality, we don't know what level we're at. So really, we simply just need to develop. 
you know yeah i just read um the life the afterlife of billy fingers have you read that oh, Sam? No, no. it was ju- it was recommended to me by uh laurie who i interviewed on here and that's absolutely fascinating because i, I won't spoiler it too much i hope but he's her brother he's a, a, a drug addict he lives a destitute terrible life causes a lot of pain and a lot mm. of suffering for himself but actually moves into the spirit world and ascends Wow. doesn't need to come back anymore so yeah. there, there is that thing in there that we we don't you know you can't judge the life yeah. experience here by a level because yeah. people that you might think are making poor choices or living a poor life by our human standards are actually living the most advanced life by the spiritual standard you see i, I want to come in on my buddhist perspective here you see as well do to it back this up because because the true to live a truly spiritual life this is a lot of misconception too people think all right i'm going to be spiritual so i'm going to sit on a meditation cushion and be spiritual but it's like no in reality your whole life every second of it can become meaningful and spiritual so right down to doing the washing up so as you're washing up you can imagine that you're washing away all the pain all the suffering from everything all we call them delusions in, in, in Buddhism. So you wash away those, so, you, so you're washing that away. And that's creating a very menial task into something that's very meaningful. Sweeping the floor, you can be sweeping away all the pain. So in doing an action that appears very normal, depending on your intention and your focus of that action, you can create it very, very meaningful. And that's why we should never judge, because you don't know what the meanings are of people are behind actions that they're doing you know exactly and you know it's one of the things i always say to people when i teach them about spirit guides Mm. is you can't it's so funny to me that people come with their spirit guides and then at the beginning that everybody thinks their spirit guide is going to be something that we would think is spiritual so you get loads of native americans you get loads of buddhist monks you Mm. get loads but actually you know who's to say that a victorian chambermaid yeah. wasn't the most spiritual person that ever walked on the face of this planet yeah. who's to say that and so it, it's kind of you know and as sam was saying at the beginning here you start the spiritual journey you think it's all about connecting to spirit and then you realize it's all about going in and dealing with your preconceptions mm-hmm. dealing with your barriers and your boundaries dealing with how little you really know yeah definitely yeah. So there we go. I just want to send a little uh, message out to Wendy, who's just lost her brother. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry. Um, And uh, sending you lots of love. Okay. Isabel's got a question. If I'm a soul, where do I stay? I know I'm an energy. Can I refuse to reincarnate? So, so, so if, if you're a soul, where do you stay? Well, a place to stay is a physical place, and this is what we have to we have to let go. Um, so you do know you're an energy, but you're an energy of of all, if you like. So, so in reality, you are already home, you know. Um, and then the, the whole thing about can you refuse to reincarnate? Well. If you believe that you can, I guess that you can. If you believe that you can't, you can't. Um, if you don't believe in reincarnation, then I suspect you will reincarnate in that sense. You might still play out the cycle of reincarnation, but you'll label it something different. So, um, 
it's, it's all about getting rid of names, getting rid of labels, getting rid of of boundaries. You know, um, I think flexibility, flexibility of the mind, of of the understanding of the energy and everything is really important with that question, I would say. No. My take on it, Isabel, is that we always have a choice. That's the overriding law of the universe. So, yes, you can refuse to reincarnate. But in my experience, limited as it is, um, they seem to forget how difficult it is. We all forget our souls. We go over there. We're back in the land of light and love. We're out of physical pain. We're not worried about money. We're not worried about eating too much, eating too little. We're not annoyed with Sheila down the road because she puts her bins out at the wrong time. And we go, oh, yeah, go back to earth. That'll be lovely. I could do with some more learning. Pop yeah. back. But of course, that's all happening simultaneously. And that, you know, but that's that's my take on it. I hope that helps. Um, Jack's got a question. I like this. If you think time doesn't exist in the spirit realm, when connecting with spirit for readings, do they same stay the same age as when they passed over? No, for me, they don't. No, um, they, sometimes they do. Sometimes they stay the same age. Sometimes they don't. I've actually had it one reading where the same spirit appeared at two ages simultaneously at the same time in the reading. I had them appear older to me, shown as the older person, and I had them also appearing next to that person as the younger person, as the same person. No. So, yeah, I agree. Um, it's really... Um it's really interesting, actually, this whole subject. And it's one of the things that I always teach students because we want people to go straight down the physical description route. Mm. And the problem is with uh, mediumship is you have to be receiving, not seeking. Yes. So you have to be surrendered. Now, if you want to look at somebody, by default, you're not surrendering because you're mm. trying to see them. Yeah. So if you're trying to see them, I believe that spirit can come through in many different ages, in many different forms. Yeah. So my nan is the perfect example of this. I love my nan very much. My nan was really proud of how she looked when she was younger, um, had a big picture of herself up on the wall when she was young, uh, you know. And she was one of those people, she always took pride in her appearance. You never saw her without her makeup on. She always looked nice, even if you turned up unexpectedly. Mm. Now, when she comes through in readings, when people seek, they see her as younger than she was when she passed, because that's how she chooses to present herself, because mm. she doesn't want to be remembered as the little grey haired old lady. She wants to be yeah. remembered as dark haired and beautiful. So, and that's a really difficult thing to manage as a medium, because obviously if someone says to me, I've got a 40 year old, 50 year old woman here, I won't put my hand up yeah. because my nan was in her eighties when she died. Mm. So, and just like Sam said, I've had people who have lost babies and they've come through as babies. And sometimes they've come through at the age they would be now. Oh, so well, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I, it's kind of it is kind of weird because time doesn't exist, but they've also got we're dealing with an intelligence. The spirit world aren't around there floating in the ether going, yeah. I wish I knew what to do. They yeah. know the best way to come in for that meeting medium to work. Yeah. So I hope that. Oh, yeah. He says how he's experienced it in his readings. Good. Good. We're all on the same page. Good. Yeah. OK. We could go for days, but we can't because my my podcast should be finished by now, Sam. I'm just so excited. I, I do think that, that completely, you are completely right that about not seeking, though, whenever you're doing a reading. It's always about receiving. Always, 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 you know. Um, it's the very nature of it. So that's so much, yeah. yeah and so weirdly, everyone listening, 
yeah. is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> to just so it's the hardest. You by default because, like Sam said, we label everything, we name everything. We're all about wanting to know what that is, mm. and so that's the human state. So to work with the spirit world is really difficult, isn't it, Sam? Because you yeah. have to just get yourself out the blooming way. You do completely. Yeah. So now Sam is a very very busy boy. He does loads of stuff. So please make sure you follow him on Facebook. It's Sam Pert, Psychic Medium. Make sure you look him up because that's where that's where all of your stuff goes, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, so I do lots of different live streams and everything like that, um, de demonstrations, um, readings, and various divination things as well. Excellent. Um, yeah. And you do private readings, so if people want to book with you for a reading, they can do so via your page too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I do those. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Sam. And thank you everyone for your really interested, interesting questions, because it's been amazing. I've loved I've loved it. Um, and uh, yeah, hope to catch up with you all again soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.